Welcome to the Dare to Dream J2 podcast, where we bring the intel to you. Each episode, we will strive to bring you timely, relevant, and actual information. My name is Karen Dalton, the founder and executive vice president of Dare to Dream Ranch, a nonprofit that offers alternative therapy for our service members, veterans, and their families. With me is my co-host, John Gallucci, who served in Intel for the United States Navy. Hi, John. Hey, Karen. Thank you. We are very excited today to have a talented man here with us. His name's John Maison. He's got 24 years of military service under his belt, five deployments, three into combat zones, multiple successes and failures reintegrating into civilian life after deployment or military service. He's uh, served as a veteran success coordinator, which is a position he established at Georgia Gwinnett College. And he's a member of the VFW, uh, where he served multiple roles, trustee, judge advocate among them. And he has um, a great deal of insight on particular struggles veterans face, um, namely adapting into the civilian world and um, dealing with that change in mission. And... Today, he's going to be talking to us about the GI Bill and the different ways that that can be a, a platform for uh, veterans serving to further their education or those who qualify maybe passing it on to a family member. Welcome, John. Thank you. Glad to be here. Today's episode is sponsored by touchstonecrystal.com forward slash Joanne Forty. Joanne Forty was a military spouse and now a Blue Star mom. If you'd like to learn more about how you can add income to your family, whether you're going to school or you're supporting your family going to college or your spouse is traveling with the military, Joanne Forty can help you bring some extra income to your home. Today we're going to be talking about post 9-11 GI Bill or other types of ways to be able to have your education um, paid for by through your service uh john can you tell us a little bit about you know what's available for our veterans and what constitutes a veteran how they qualify to be able to use the gi bills or any other ways to be able to pay for education absolutely karen thanks for having me uh the gi bill program is roughly about 70 years old and i kind of feel bad for our previous veterans because uh today we have it in my opinion, pretty pretty good regarding education benefits. Uh, if I could sum up the types of benefits that we have, the, the GI Bill is made for a uh, veteran who is qualified to go to college and uh, use government benefits, government funding to pay for that college. And of course, it's run by the VA program, which has done a great job over the last five years of improving the, the process to uh, follow the, or the, the process to um, negotiate the procedures that you need to use these benefits. Uh, there are about five types of education benefits that primarily are used. Uh, the most popular one that you've probably heard of, Karen, is the post-9-11 GI Bill. Uh, there's the Montgomery GI Bill, which is an older type of GI Bill. There's National Guard and Reserve GI Bill qualifications, tuition assistance uh, programs that also come down with that. Uh, to summarize, the post-9-11 GI Bill is the most widely used 
GI Bill education benefits. Uh, and if you want, I can discuss uh, some of the benefits of, of that uh, GI Bill uh, to your audience here. Yes, please, please um, tell us, you know, how, the, how they can um, use that and, and better their careers and better their life financially. And, 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 who and who is eligible for it, if you could. Sounds good, absolutely. Uh, so the post-911 GI Bill is, is kind of an a la carte GI Bill for the for the veteran, depending on the amount of service that the service uh, men and women have uh, been on active duty, determines on what percentage of the GI Bill of that GI Bill they're qualified. For for instance, uh, 36 months of active duty time qualifies for 100% usage of this GI Bill, and what I mean by that is. Uh, if there, if the uh, fees and tuition is a thousand dollars a month or a thousand dollars for that semester, uh, and someone has served uh, half of the thirty-six months, they will get a fifty percent benefit to use towards paying for college. If that service member has served thirty-six months of active duty, a hundred percent of the uh, benefit will be used to pay for a hundred percent of the tuition and fees which is a big deal itself. The great thing about the post-911 GI Bill is it also provides a basic allowance housing stipend to go on top of the tuition and fee payment. So what that means is at an E5A grade, based on a zip code, you can receive up to $1,800, $2,000 a month tax-free to pay for housing uh during your school semester, which that's huge, uh, I can imagine many people that's huge, right? Uh, it, it was the Karen, it was the one thing that was, in my opinion, and there's some statistics behind this stopping veterans from actually going to college. Well, yeah, I'm because if you pay, if you're trying to go to school full time and you you still have to pay for your for your housing, you still have to work full time. So mm-hmm. you know, you're working, Absolutely. you're working full time, maybe full time plus. Um, you know, maybe people working overtime and then trying to go to school full time is like, when do you sleep? Especially if you have a family on top of that. Ever since the post 9-11 GI Bill has been implemented with that uh, housing stipend, uh, the number of graduates have increased dramatically. I don't remember. It's been about three years since I looked at the statistics, but it was uh, when you look at it, you, you clearly see that there is a big difference in graduation rates. Um, and, and more importantly, I, I think it allows, for instance, just like me, it allowed me to go to school full time, assimilate into the college life, uh, and really apply myself uh, as I as deserve to. You, know, you, you serve your country, and the, the the government and the military owes you the, the benefit of going to college for your contract. So, I think that's the most popular GI Bill. Uh, around and tremendously uh, helping students uh, attain their um, their degree uh, career, career. Now, if you decide for whatever reason, maybe you're on the job training um, trades uh, that you you don't need to go to school for whatever reason. Um, can you transfer that to your spouse or to your children? So, Karen, that's a great question, and it's an important question because there's a lot of Relations. So the short answer is yes, Karen, you can. However, you have to transfer those benefits. And this is talking just about the post-911 GI Bill, the most popular one. You have to transfer those benefits while you are still serving in the military. 
we do this in my current unit right now, meaning what we do is we remind people, hey, your, your enlistment's coming up. Are you going to re-up or are you going to start transferring some of these benefits? A lot of stipulations, I use that word twice now, but a lot of stipulations from it. The important thing is if any listeners are listening right now to this topic, and they're still serving, they have to transfer those benefits before they retire or in their military service. Thank you. Thank, that's, that's important to know um, that, you know, they need to do that before. Uh, now, if somebody was in the National Guard, um, same thing, right? They would have to, um, before they leave the Guard, transfer? Correct. The National Guard and Reserve are uh, unique, more of a unique education package, a uh, bunch of folks. Uh, because they qualify for multiple types of GI bills. Uh, for instance, if a National Guard soldier is just serving his one week in a month, two weeks a year, his GI bill is Montgomery GI Bill 1606 chapter, which has some benefits, but nowhere near what uh, the post 911 GI Bill is. They, uh, and it's limited. They cannot transfer that one. If a National Guard soldier is activated, which for the last, years, you can imagine uh, many of us have been, uh, the time spent up, uh, on active duty service applies to the post-9-11 GI Bill, and some, believe it or not, uh, more than often have well more than 36 months of active duty time, so they basically qualify for the post-9-11 GI Bill. You are absolutely correct, though, even in the National Guard and Reserve, they have to transfer those benefits if they want to do it for their family members while they're still serving, and it does in the National Guard Reserve come with an additional two-year uh, commitment to, to the service member's service. You know, we, um, we spoke in the last episode about transitioning and resumes and transitioning words to in, from military um, skills into civilian words f- to be able to get a qualified job to give them a good, good resource of income, um, to help reduce the frustrations of not making the amount of money that they should be making um, based on their skill sets. Would this be a good time as we're talking to veterans about transitioning um, or transferring their their um, GI bills? Would that be a good time to say, hey, let's go over your resume, you know, or let's go over your skill sets and how we can transfer that into civilian um, words and or you know, what do they want to do when they get out of the military as far as career coaching? Absolutely, Karen. Again, great topic to to speak about because I'll give you an example to answer your question first uh, of two soldiers that I know, uh, two two veterans that I know who transitioned from the college uh, arena, got received their undergraduate degree. And this is how important this is. These are numbers. I won't bring up their names, of course, but uh, one of them started uh, their first job doing similar things, by the way, at $52,000 a year. The other service member, the other veteran, uh, received his first uh, job offer at $92,000. Wow. That's a big difference. It's a big difference. There's a big difference. Yeah. Right? The, their the quality second, of life, the, the, their everything. Yes. Absolutely. So, Clearly, the big difference is preparation and the transition out. One had a mentor. One was willing to accept advice. One was willing to 
uh, say, sure, I'll do a internship pay free. You know, these are things that are, are, are the same for any undergraduate student. However, you know, I can imagine this person's uh, first resume when, when he turned this in and, you know, clearly, no, this is not going to work, right? You're, you're not transitioning from what you've done in the military to the, there's a gap, right? There's a gap that needs to be made up. And any military veteran, I don't care what your job was, you for sure have a bigger piece of the pile on your resume than a traditional undergraduate uh, heading into the workforce. Clearly, the resume and the networking piece, and it, more than that, uh, Aaron, uh, you set up your LinkedIn profile page. You know, what job are you going after? You know, I, I used to, at, when I worked at a uh, veteran uh, center on, on a college campus, I used to always uh, ask this question to people. And let's just say the finance degree guys, right? Uh, I say, what, what job are you looking for when you graduate? And they say, I'm looking for a finance job. And I immediately, sometimes sarcastically, would say, there's no such thing as a finance job. There's a financial analyst, there's a financial advisor, there's a banker, there's an asset manager. So that is very important to really tune in because, again, the average student veteran is not 22 years old. They have a family already. They get one shot to make up this, this time that they spent in the military uh, for themselves and their family. So how can they best capture that, John, as far as someone who's going to, getting out, they've decided I'm going to college, how is it that they can best prepare themselves to make sure that their time is translated into any creditable hours for, for course requirements? Yeah, I guess if I would use one word, uh, John, it'd be commitment. And what that means, there's, of course, a lot of branches that come off of that word. Commitment to finding the right network piece. Commitment to finding uh, the mentorship. Mentorship is important to any young person. In the military, John, as you well know, uh, we practice a mentorship program that is you get assigned a usually a person one rank above you. You're main job is to be in that person's shoes within 12 to 24 months. The same principles apply to the veterans when they're in uh, the college environment, right? They need to find uh, people who are already doing the job that they want to do. Uh, and again, I'm a little hard on veterans with this topic because uh, you're not the 22-year-old kid <laughs> who is, uh, doesn't have any experience in life. You're the veteran who needs to go out there and be a contributable person in society uh, and, and that's very important to me. So you, honing, on, honing in on the skill sets that you have, not realizing that your, your undergraduate programs are made to, you're, you're walking out to eventually be a manager one day. That's what college is for. You already have that managerial skill. So making sure that you're isolating and you're committing the career field that you want is extremely important. That's great information, John. Thank you so much for sharing that. Do you have um, any any other tips for anybody that might be thinking about using their GI Bill, not sure how to go about it? Um, you know, any anything information for for them on 
um, whether they're in the guard or they're active duty or um, maybe they want to do night school um, or like I have heard that people that have been deployed for 10 months have used that time to do like online school. Absolutely, Karen. There are many ways to accomplish this mission. Um, night school is authorized. There's a certain amount of credit hours that you uh, need to take in order to get the maximum benefit. But the first step is to get to an education office, either at a veteran administration building or if you're serving still, every brigade level in any unit, which uh, is a, a certain structure of leadership, uh, has an education office. Uh, I did want to make a point, if I may, Karen, um, the GI Bill changes dramatically every year. And I know it may not seem, I, I, it may seem like I'm using that word uh, overly, but uh, for instance, uh, tuition assistance can now be used where it couldn't be used three years ago stop paying your private pilot's license. Uh, a lot of things have changed. And if someone wants to go to flight school, you and I both can imagine what that bill is going to be, right? Yeah. Um, you, you have the benefit to do that. Another big point, especially what's going on in our world today with the labor force, uh, you can use your GI Bill to go to an apprenticeship program. You can use your GI Bill to go learn to be a carpenter, plumber, electrician, um, there's tons of ways to, 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 to make this happen, uh, that weren't there three to four years ago. So if you still have these benefits, we, we would encourage you, I would encourage you to take another look at, are you happy in the set of your life right now? Are you wanting to be educated both in a traditional and non-traditional way and go take full advantage of the benefits that you have earned and your family has earned, uh, and, and make this happen. Yeah, there's a saying that if you love what you do, you don't go to work for a day in your life. And I think you really hit the nail on the head right there with that, John. It, uh, it, it's two things. It's massively important that you keep up to date with this because the bill does, and it has been changing a great deal. Um, and it's to me, it's very important that it allows for a vocational path because not everybody is going to be happy with a college-based transition from the military to a career um and the other one is don't go it by yourself there are unfortunately predatory institutions out there that like to go after veterans gi bill money and um make make sure you're working with someone who knows what they're talking about and that you're going to a properly accredited school and um that, that you're on the right path and and not falling victim to any of the uh, unfortunate predators in that uh, arena. Well, that was really a, a good uh, t comment there is accredited schools, right? Because if you're going from school to school, if you're doing online learning and then maybe want to do an in-person learning, you have to make sure that your credits will transfer, right? Absolutely. I, I ran into that myself going into school. Um, I, I was going through a program that uh, basically required I get some electives, and I had to find an accredited school that where would, would count them. Right, yeah. Uh, so, John, uh, uh, do you have any other great tips for us today? Uh, this has been great. Thanks, Karen, for having me. Uh, the only other uh, topic, I guess a quick topic, if you don't mind, uh, short as that can be, just like any program that the VA offers, all this is apply for online. 
this is John DeLucci said, please make sure that you're not doing it by yourself. You, you need certain documents. Uh, number one, your DD-214. And then when you're filling out the online application, uh, there's a term called what, what colleges need is a certificate of eligibility. Uh, anyone that is in a field that is uh, designed to help veterans navigate through this should know what all that is. And, of course, it could go on, but uh, those are two important uh, items that you will need to begin any education background, your uh, undergraduate program or a skill set that your uh, apprenticeship that you're going through. That's great. Thank you very much. Uh, what a great discussion. I thank you, um, John Maison and my co-host, John Gallucci. Um, you know, every, every episode we want to try and make sure that we bring pertinent information to help our listeners to be able to navigate through the challenges that veterans and their families might be going through. So you are listening to the Dare to Dream J2 podcast, where we bring the intel to you. Today's episode is sponsored by touchstonecrystal.com forward slash Joanne 40. Joanne 40 was a military spouse and now a Blue Star mom. If you'd like to learn more about how you can add income to your family, whether you're going to school or you're supporting your family going to college or your spouse is traveling with the military, Joanne Forty can help you bring some extra income to your home. And together we can make a difference. I'm feeling so lost now. Made it home, but I don't feel proud. This nightmare's overtaking me. Should I dare to? Keep-